0: In Alhamdalilla, Nahmedu, who are Nestaino, who are Nestaufero, when I over will in Shururi and Fusina, was ye ati Armalina, when yehdi lahu falla movilala, woman you will ill falla, hadi ala, wash Hadu and lah ilaha illa who wached a hula shari kala, wash Hadu and Mohammed and Abduhu or a Amma back. So today then we begin the new book. The book which is the explanation of Nawaqib islam And this book, it is about the nullifiers of Islam. What are the types of actions that a person may do, and if he did them, it would nullify his Islam. This particular book, Nawaqib al-Islam, it is written by sheikh, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, and the explanation we'll be using is a mixture between the explanation of sheik Al Fawzan and various benefits from other explanations like that of sheikh Muhammad Bazmul and a couple of others also now and again. So, here in the introduction, it mentions Risala to al Islam, Lil Imam al Mujadid, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab, Rahimahullah, Mawdhu'uha, Dikrul Umur al Latiyantakidu bihal Islam, Mimman Yadda'ihi. This particular book it mentions the issues that would nullify the Islam of a person. Fahiyatata Allaku bi masala. So therefore, this particular book is over a particular issue. تعيين الأمور التي تخرج المسلم من الإسلام. The types of things, actions, deeds, if you were to perform them, then that would exit you from Islam. And this book it is entitled "Nawāqid Islam And that from its very root Means the nullification of something Or something becoming void You hear this phrase In various different contexts For example in the books of Fiqh You hear the scholars saying The Nawaqid of Al-Wudu And that is the nullifiers of Wudu And you hear this title also Being mentioned In other Ahadith And other narrations and so the purpose of this title is to indicate to a person those affairs that would nullify your Islam and exit you from the fold of Islam. In this particular book, the author mentions ten of them. Ten particular actions, ten particular deeds. If you were to fall into them, then these ten any of them would mean that they nullify your Islam. فقيل, the reason why these 10 that we're going to come across have been mentioned in particular is هَذِهِ تَرْجِعُ إِلَيْهَا جَمِيعُ النواقض. That all of the different types of actions that would nullify your Islam, and there are many different types, they all return back to these ten. So these ten are like the heads. These are the ten main things, the ten main actions that would exit a person from the fold of Islam. And all of the others, they are subcategories under these ten. Some of the scholars have also mentioned that maybe these 10 which are mentioned in the book were specifically mentioned, because these 10 are absolutely definitive. There are clear evidences upon these 10 that they exit you from Islam if you do them. Some of the others, the evidences may not be as definitive. There may be evidences here and there, But these ten where the evidences are absolutely clear cut. The one who performs these actions has nullified his Islam. Uh, It appears that Sheikh Muhammad Ibn Abdul Wahhab mentioned these ten we're going to go through because of the severity of these ten. As you're going to come across and see, these 10 are from the most dangerous of the actions a Muslim can fall into. So it is very important to study this type of topic. It is very important to study this type of topic. And that is, or there is an example from one of the companions, Hudayfa, he said, كَانَ النَّاسُ يَسْأَلُونَ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ عَنِ الْخَيْرِ وَكُنْتُ أَسْأَلُهُ عَنِ الشر مَخَافَةً أَنْ أَقَعَ فِيهِ أو مَخَافَةً أَنْ يدركني. He said the people used to ask the Prophet wasallam used to ask the Prophet wasallam about the good things What are the good deeds that we can do? But he said, I used to ask him, I though used to ask him about the evil things. Why? Everybody else was asking about the good deeds, what are the good deeds we can do to get to paradise, etc. He said, but I used to ask about the evil deeds. Why? مَخَافَةً أَنْ أَقَعَ فِيهِ Aw He said, because I feared, I was afraid, that I may unknowingly fall into those evils, because how can you stop yourself falling into an evil if you do not know what the evils are? How can you stop yourself from doing haram if you don't know what the haram things are? You may end up doing something thinking it's okay, not knowing it's haram. That's why they say, كيف man la How can somebody protect himself from something if you don't know what you're supposed to be protecting yourself from? You can only protect yourself from something if you know what it is you're supposed to be protecting yourself from. Like in a forest, You go to a forest and there are certain berries that are poisonous for humans. How are you going to know which berries from the trees not to eat? You're only going to know that if you learn where they are and what color they are and what they look like. So you learn about those bad berries in order to make sure you stay away from them, to make sure that you can avoid them. Without knowing which color they are, what size they are, what they look like, you may go find some berries, they look nice and eat them. And they are the poisonous ones. So the only way you can stay away from that evil is by knowing what it is. By knowing what color they are, what size they are, so when you come across them in the forest, you'll know these ones stay away from them. That's what Hudayfa said. I used to ask the Prophet about the evil things to make sure then I could stay away from them. To know about what shirk is and the types of shirk, so I can stay away from it. To know what bid'ah is, so I can stay away from it when I see it. Without knowing the evils, you may unknowingly, unwittingly end up into them and you don't even know it's from the evils. So here, this book, it's going to be telling us about the evils, the evil deeds that you need to make sure you stay away from. Because these aren't just bad deeds and major sins. These are bad actions, that if you do them, you become a kafir. So it's very important to know what they are, so that you make sure you stay well away from any of those types of actions. That's the importance of studying something like this. So, the reason why we study this book من أجل المحافظة على الدين لا فإن حفظ الدين من الضروريات التي اتفقت السماوية على حفظها. So we study a book like this in order to make sure that we can preserve our religion We can guard and keep safe our religion And not fall into those prohibited acts that would nullify our religion Al-imam al-shatibi, rahimahullah, one of the scholars of the past, he said, That the scholars and all the nations are agreed that this sharia, this religion has come to preserve five things of yours. To preserve five things, and a deen your religion itself, and nafs, the life of a person. It is haram to take the life of another. Preserve life, wal Nasal the lineage, wal the wealth, wal aql your intellects. وعلمها عند الأمة كالضروري and this is something known by all of the ummah by necessity. And that's why they also say in the poetry, عَرَفْتُ الشَّرَّ لَا للشر لكن وَمَنْ لَا يعرف الشر من الناس In this poetry they say, I learnt about the evil not for the sake of the evil. I learnt about the evil not for the sake of the evil. But for the sake of being able to save myself and keep away from it then. And whomsoever does not know about what evil is will end up falling into it. Will end up falling into it otherwise. And similarly they say, وَبِضِدِّهَا تَتَمَيَّزُ الْأَشْيَاءُ By knowing about these types of shirk, it will clarify to you to heed even more it will clarify to you Tawheed even more by knowing these affairs of Shirk because they say by knowing the opposite of something, then that thing becomes clearer like if somebody says to you fire fire and they want to know what is fire somebody doesn't know what fire is you want to try and explain to them what fire is and the heat of the fire so you say to them, do you know what ice is? They say, yes, I know what ice is. You say to them, how does ice feel? They say, It feels freezing, cold. You say to them, fire is the opposite of that. So now that person, imagine he didn't know what fire is. By giving that example to him, he will now have an idea of what fire is. Because he knows what ice is and he knows that's cold and freezing. You tell him fire is something opposite to that. So now, imagine he doesn't know what fire is, he'll have an idea. He'll think, okay, it's something which is hot, opposite to this cold. So by giving the opposite of something, it can sometimes help you to understand what you're describing. By giving the opposite of something, it can help to describe what you want to try and describe. So here by learning these acts of shirk, it will help you to understand better what tawhid is and the reality of tawhid is. Also, another reason why it's important to learn this, إِذَا If you learn what these actions are that make a person a disbeliever, and so you understand exactly what it is, that makes a person a disbeliever and what does not. Then you will be careful and you will have an understanding of who is considered kafir and who is not. Because what is one of the biggest problems you have amongst people these days, amongst these Muslims who don't have much understanding of the religion? They declare everybody to be infidels and everybody is a disbeliever and everybody you must go and kill them because of their foolishness and they don't understand. They don't understand what Islam is and what makes you a Muslim and what doesn't make you a Muslim. So now by studying this book, you will have a better idea. And you will realize the foolishness of these people who declare everybody to be infidels and non-Muslims and apostates. And they say you can kill them and you can take their money and do whatever. Foolishness from them. So we'll learn the reality of these affairs too. Similarly, أن العلم بذلك باب من أبواب الدين فكما تحتاج أن تتعلم أحكام الصلاة لإقامة الدين تحتاج إلى أن تتعلم أحكام الكفر لكي تضبط باب الإيمان وتحقق أحكام الردة وهذه الأهمية تتعلق بطلاب العلم الشرعي. فَالْعِلْمِ الْإِسْلَامِ عِلْمٌ بِبَابٍ مِنْ أَبْوَابِ الشَّرَعِ وَبَابٍ مِنْ أَبْوَابِ الدِّينِ لابد لِطَالِبِ الْعِلْمَ يَضْبِطَهُ كَغَيْرِهِ مِنْ أَبْوَابِ الْعِلْمُ وَمِنْ أَبْوَابِ الدِّينِ Learning about these things that nullify your Islam, these types of shirk and these types of actions is important just like it is learning about the prayer. And we've just been learning about the prayer the last five months. Learning about these issues is as important as those types of things. It is just another science of the religion you need to know about. So you need to learn about the prayer, how to pray, no doubt. Similarly, you need to learn about these nullifiers of Islam in order to preserve your religion and to preserve yourself upon Tawheed. So it is another chapter of knowledge that you need to gain. Also, with regards to this particular type of knowledge, it is important to learn it due to the danger of it. The danger of it. And that is, خطورة هذا الباب, وَذَلِكَ عِنْدَمَا يَقْرَأُ الْمُسْلِمُ فِي هَذَا الْبَابَ وَيَنْضُرُ إِلَى مَسَائِلِهِ يَرَى كَيْفَ أَنَّ الْإِنسَانِ مِنَ الْمُمْكِن بِكَلِمَةَ وَاحِدَ يَخْرُجُ مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ When you study these things, you will realize that sometimes a person could exit from Islam with a word he utters. A statement that he makes could be enough to exit him from Islam. And we'll come across and look at this in detail. And it could be one action that he does that exits him from Islam. It could be one point of aqeedah he believes in that exits him from Islam. So these things are very severe in their nature. And they are very dangerous, so we need to have a good understanding of these affairs of taqiyid and shirk, and these affairs that exit you from Islam, and to know the principles of them properly, in order that you be upon understanding. Anabihurayratan al-Nabi sallallahu <laughs> alaihi wasallam said, "Inna al-'abd la yataklemu bil-kalima min ridwanillah, la yuqlaha baalan yarfaahu Allah darajat." وَإِنَّ الْعَبْدَ لَيْتَكَلَّمُ بِالْكَلِمَةِ مِنْ سَخَطِ اللَّهِ لَا بَالًّ That maybe sometimes a servant may say one speech of goodness that pleases Allah and because of that Allah raises him in rank in paradise and at the same time you may say one statement of evil and you do not even give it any attention but because of that Allah may cast you into the fire one statement you make may be a statement of kufr. It may be a statement of shirk. So it is important to know this. The first thing we need to examine and look at here is some principles. Some principles in understanding when a person is Muslim, when a person exits from Islam Because there are certain principles that are important to understand before we move into the main subject Firstly, to declare somebody a kafir is the right of Allah and His Messenger not for anybody, any of you to go along and say he's a kafir, he's a kafir, that rule is a kafir, this one's a kafir. The right of declaring kufar upon someone is for Allah and the messenger. At-takfir التكفير حق لله تعالى ولرسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا يجوز التقدم بين يدي الله ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم فَلَا يُطْلَقُ الْتَكْفِيرُ فِي مَسْأَلَةَ أَوْ عَلَى مُعَيَّنِ إِلَّا بِدَلِيلِ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ والسنة. What does it mean that declaring kufr, declaring somebody to be a non-Muslim, even though he claims to be Muslim, you declare him your non-Muslim. How? That is not for you. That is for Allah and the Messenger. Meaning what? Meaning rulings of declaring somebody to be a kafir, must be established upon rulings of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, upon evidences and principles from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Not willy-nilly as they say, anybody comes along, he's kafir, that rule is a kafir, this rule is a kafir. Rather, it requires clear understanding from the Qur'an and the Sunnah with evidences of when a person is declared as a disbeliever or when a particular action can be termed as a nullifier of Islam generally. فَلَا بمعصية, بِمَعْصِيَةٍ وَلَا بِذَمْ So you don't just make takfir of someone, meaning declare them as non-Muslim, because of a sin they do. Just sinning, as bad as it may be, and you may be punished in the hellfire for it, just sinning alone in of itself, doesn't necessitate to make somebody a kafir أو 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 it's very important to have clear clear evidences in these issues very clear evidences in these issues because if you declare someone to be a kafir incorrectly then you are the one who's a disbeliever. Returns back to you. So you need to be extremely careful in this issue of declaring somebody to be a disbeliever. That's why the Shaykh is mentioning all of this now as an introduction before we get into those 10 actions. Because otherwise you may see somebody doing something loosely resembling those actions and you say the kafir kafir. You have to be very careful. So the first thing is you must know the rulings carefully. Quran, Sunnah, evidences before you can say an action is an action of kufr or that a particular person is a kafir. It's a very dangerous issue. Abu Huraira narrated that the Prophet ﷺ said kafir, If a person says to his brother, You're a kafir, then that will come back to one of them. If he's lied and he's not told the truth upon him, it returns back upon him that statement of kafir. So it's very dangerous and very severe, and a person needs to be careful with this. In another narration it mentions, hadith of Abdullah ibn Dinar that he heard ibn Umar, Radiallahu anhu ma say, qala rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ayyumam ri'in qala لأخيه ya kafir, فَقَدْ بَاءَ بِهَا أَحَدُهُمَا إِنْ قَالْ وَإِلَّا رَجَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ If you declare someone kafir, you say you're a kafir. If it's accurate upon evidence, Quran, Sunnah, okay. If not, then it will return back upon yourself. So it's a very severe issue. And you can already start to see how foolish it is the people out there. The khawarij and their likes declaring everybody to be kafir kafir this country all of it kafir, that ruler kafir, you have to have evidences and clear understanding of the Quran and the sunnah when speaking of these affairs. Shaykhul Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah ta'ala said, يَكُونُ فِيهِ مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ مَا Some of the innovators may have some iman in them which is not like others. It's not allowed for anybody to just declare another Muslim as a disbeliever. Until, even if they've made an error or they've done some wrong, you can't just declare them a kafir. Until the evidence is established and it's explained, and that detail is given, those things need to be looked at. And somebody whom it is established that they are Muslim, that is known that they are Muslim, you cannot declare them as a non-Muslim upon a doubt that they were doing something or they were saying something kafir. You can't just declare a known Muslim To be a kafir upon half-half type of words. Got to be upon evidence and proof. And you've established the evidence and the proof. Can't just be half-half like this. A person who is Muslim is Muslim. You cannot exit him and declare him non-Muslim just like that, half-half. With evidences that are just here and there. It's got to be something solidified, evidence, proof established upon him. And anything, doubts removed from him. So it's a very important and precise topic, this. Not for anybody to go around declaring anyone a kafir. So that's the first thing. Declaring somebody a kafir must be strictly upon principle, evidence of Quran and Sunnah. Not for anybody willy-nilly. Secondly, kufar, kufar itself, this is the second principle now. Kufar itself is two types. Kufr itself is two types. Kufrun asghar wa kufrun akbar. Minor kufr, minor disbelief and major kufr, major disbelief. Minor kufr, minor disbelief does not exit you from the fold of Islam. Major kufr (coughs) exits you from the fold of Islam. وقد جاء في احاديث بعض الاعمال أنها كفر وقد يفعلها المسلم فتكون معصية كبيرة ولا يخرج بها من المله there are many examples in a hadith where it talks about certain types of sins that if a person does them they are kufar but those examples, and there are a few examples in the sunnah that mention if you do such and such, it is kufr. But we know that that action, doing it doesn't make you a kafir out of Islam. It must therefore be talking about minor kufr. One of the examples of that, hadith of Jarir ibn Abdullah anhu أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال له في حجة الوداع استنصت الناس فقال لا ترجع كفارا يضرب بعضكم رقاب بعض. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم told them in the farewell Hajj. Do not return as kuffar, killing one another or striking one another. And in another example, إِذَا قَالَ الرَّجُلُ لِأَخِيهِ يَا كَافِرُ فَقَدْ بَاءَ بِأَحَدُهُمَا بِهِ أَحَدُهُمَا If you say to your brother you're a kafir, it returns to one of the two. In another narration, إِذْنَتَانِ فِي النَّاسِ هُمَا بِهِمْ كُفَرُ Two types of actions a person does them, it is kufr in him. أَطَّاعَنُ فِي النَّاسِ Abuse and criticism of a person's lineage al al الْمَيِّتَ And screaming and shouting upon the dead person These types of examples Screaming and shouting upon the dead person Somebody knows, everybody knows these examples well Somebody dies and you have the people screaming and shouting And why, and this and that That is, in this hadith it says Kufr Two types of things People do them, they are kufr the hadith says One of them al al الْمَيِّتَ Screaming and shouting when someone dies. Says it's kufr. Screaming and shouting is kufr when someone dies. Does it make that person a kafir then? Kafir now? You see the women doing it and even the men doing it sometimes. Is that person a kafir when that happens? Hadith says it is kufr. It's minor kufr. You wouldn't say Especially you see it so often happening Somebody dies and especially the women And perhaps some of the men Screaming and shouting and they've lost their senses If we said that this hadith This hadith says it is kufr Meaning you're kafir now Then that's it In the janazah half of the family will become kufar Big problem So now you know these narrations When it says kufr It is two types Major kufr makes you kafir. But there is the other type which is minor kufr. It is a type of kufr but not to make you kafir. In another narration, من حلف بغير الله فقد أشرك Whoever takes an oath by other than Allah has committed shirk. Again, that would not necessitate you a kafir. But it would be a type of minor kufr. So these are all examples, examples where kufr is mentioned in the narrations, but it doesn't necessitate major kufr, i.e. that you are kufar out of Islam. So that is important to understand. Many people don't understand that. They see these narrations, they say, look, it says kufr. If you do this kufr, i.e. you're a kafir, that's it, finished. No, not necessarily. There is major kufr and there is minor kufr. So these principles need to be understood. In some of the other narrations, sometimes you see hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, that if you do X, Y, and Z, then you are not a mu'min. If you're not a mu'min, that means you're a kafir. Opposite of mu'min is kafir. So there are some narrations where you see this, the Prophet ﷺ says, whomsoever does X, Y, and Z is not a mu'min. Example, Example, one of the famous examples, hadith everybody has heard of, hadith of Anas, anil Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. قال la yu'minu ahadukum, hatta yuhibba لأخيه ma yuhibbu لنفسه None of you believes, none of you has Iman. If you don't have Iman, that means you have. What have you got? Kufr. Hadith says, none of you has iman until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. So if you did not love for your brother what you love for yourself, the hadith says you do not have iman. Does that equal now, therefore you are a kafir? You don't love for your brother what you love for yourself. You desire the good things, you're glad you got them and you wish your brother doesn't get them. You don't like him. Kafir now you? No, because again these types of narrations when it says that person doesn't have iman who doesn't love for his brother what he doesn't love for himself doesn't mean that it is now kufr out of Islam it just means that your iman is deficient and not proper your iman isn't complete your iman isn't right if you're not loving for your brother what you love for yourself doesn't mean your iman is out kafir out of Islam So it's very important to understand these narrations carefully. In some of the narrations, so so far we've seen two types. Narrations where it says, such and such, whoever does this has fallen into kufr. Like the one who screams and shouts when somebody dies, fallen into kufr. But we know these types of examples, there are some narrations like that. And they only indicate the minor kufr, not kafir out of Islam. There are other narrations that say there is no iman for the person who doesn't do X, Y, and Z. Like the one who does not love for his brother what he loves for himself. We know that one doesn't mean that you are now kafir, major kufr. Doesn't mean your iman is all gone. Just means it's deficient and not complete and not right. Then there's another type, third type. Narrations where the Prophet ﷺ said that whoever does X, Y, and Z, then he has the characteristics of nifaq in him. Hypocrisy. The hypocrites, are they Muslims or not? The hypocrites at the time of the Prophet wasallam, Kuffar. Hypocrites at the time of the Prophet wasallam, were kuffar. The hypocrites have nifaq al-i'tiqadi. In their hearts they didn't believe. Outside they were pretending to be Muslims. The Prophet wasallam said in some hadith, whoever has certain characteristics in them, they are characteristics of those hypocrites. And those hypocrites were... Kuffar, so therefore this would mean that you are Kuffar But again, it doesn't mean that you are Kuffar out of Islam It just means you've got certain characteristics of those hypocrites Evil characteristics that are making deficiency in you But not that you're Kafir out of Islam Example of that uh, Again a famous hadith Many of you will have heard of About the characteristics of the Munafiq that a person who إذا حدث كذب When a person speaks the Prophet ﷺ said a person who speaks and lies every time he speaks. That is a characteristic of those kuffar hypocrites. Does that mean because you've got that characteristic you're a kafir out of Islam? No. But it means you're upon a serious sin deficiency in you now. Also idha Ahada غَدَرَ Gives a promise but then breaks that promise. وَإِذَا Somebody trusts you with something and you betray them. Those are characteristics of hypocrites. Prophet said, whoever has these characteristics, then he is كَانَ مُنَافِقًا خَالِصًا He is a pure munafiq. Pure munafiq equals kafir. But again, you need to understand very carefully that the narration does not mean That you are out of Islam. All of this is talking about minor kufar that we said at the beginning. A fourth type is when the Prophet ﷺ sometimes in some narration says whoever does X, Y, and Z then he's not got anything to do with us. If you got nothing to do with us the Prophet ﷺ is saying then you must be one of the kufar. Again that narration would apparently indicate kufar. Whoever does X, Y, and Z, he is not from us. Who are us? The Prophet when he's saying that, he is not from us. The us he's talking about is the Muslim. Muslims. He is not from us, then who is he from? Kuffah. So that like there's an example, uh, مَنْ fa فَلَيْسَ minna. Whoever deceives deception, he is not from us. So a person who deceives others, deceives them, cheats them, The Prophet said he is not from us. He is not from the Muslims. Meaning you are now kafir outside of Islam? No, because again it is talking about minor kufr. Somebody who cheats and deceives in their business, in their trade, tricks people into buying things that are faulty, etc. Haram, big sin, deficiency. But nobody's going to say, oh, that's kafir now. If you cheated someone, you're kafir. It's not like that. So these are all examples Examples that whomsoever does these things he cannot be considered a proper full mu'min. He can't be. Whoever does those types of things mentioned in all of those examples that this person is in a characteristic of kufr. This person has not got iman. This person has got characteristics of hypocrisy. All those types of examples given, this person is not from us. All of those types of phrases are being used to indicate that whoever does those actions is not a complete mu'min. Deficient. Has big errors in him. He is not a complete mu'min. He deserves or he is not deserving of being called a complete mu'min. Rather he is a mu'min fasiq, he's a believer but he's a fasiq, a sinner, he is a sinner and a believer. He is a believer with weakness in his iman, deficiency in his iman. فليس هو من المؤمنين المحمودين المعودين بالجنة ابتداء بل هو من أهل الوعيد. Those types of people in all of these narrations, they are mu'min. At the end of the day, they haven't exited from the fold of Islam. But they aren't the high level mu'min, mu'mineen, who Allah talks about being in paradise and getting the rewards. Those people who do these actions, who have committed, you could say the minor kufr, they are under the threat of Allah. Those actions, you could end up in the hellfire and be punished for them. And in the end, you'll be taken out. So a person who commits them is upon severe danger, severe threat. But the point to understand here is when you see these types of narrations, it doesn't equal automatically that anybody who does that is kafir out of Islam. And that's something many people don't understand. You see a hadith like this, you read it, whoever does X, Y, and Z, then he has kufr in him. You're going to think naturally, it means he's a kafir if you do that. He's not a Muslim then. Or the one who does X, Y, and Z, he is not from us. He's not from the Muslims. Where's he from then? Kafir. But you have to understand this carefully that the principles here, major kufr, minor kufr. That is something these khawaris, takfiris, hizbut tahrir, all these kinds of guys, Anjum Tawdiri and all of his people, those individuals, the foolish ones, they don't understand these types of principles. They read any hadith that says, whoever does this, that, the other kufr, that's it. That ruler was doing this, he's a kafir then. You haven't understood the principles of major copper, minor copper, nothing. So, that is one of the first important things to understand. Then, we need to understand, therefore, what does this show us? It shows us that when you do sins, all of these things were examples of sins, it shows us that it definitely impacts your Iman. Iman Doing those types of sins impacts your iman greatly and therefore makes you deficient in your iman. But not to the extent you can automatically say that all of your iman has gone. And that's what it means to say he's kafir. That his iman has gone. You're saying all of his iman is gone. So that is not the way. So al-ma'asi wa adh la tuzilu imanan wa la tujibu kufran walakinaha inma tanfi min al-iman haqiqatahu wa ikhlasihi alladhi na'ata Allah bi min kitabi So those types of people are therefore deficient in their iman they have weakness in their iman they are great sinners they may be punished in the hell but it doesn't always necessarily equals kafir out of Islam So that's the first important introduction going into this book. When we talk about these 10 actions that are actions of kufr, and they lead a person out of Islam, that doesn't mean now you automatically just start thinking everybody kafir, kafir, kafir. These things you have to look at with principles and understanding, with evidences, establishing the evidences upon the people. So that is the introduction we'll begin with then. Phrase 8, you know. So we'll have to conclude there for today with that small introduction. We'll carry on next week with some more principles and some more points uh, with some more introduction yet until we get to those 10 actual actions that would dictate a person is out of the fold of Islam if you did them. So we'll carry on next week. Aisha uh, next week? Aisha next week, what time is going to be? Alright. So inshallah for now, let's just say 7 p.m. 7 p.m. let's call it for now. If there's any change, just keep following the Sabeel Twitter account and the, the text message group if there's any change. But we'll call it 7 p.m. next week again for now, inshaAllah. Wa alayhi wa muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi